This is The Last Call Podcast with your host, Chris Michaels. As always, it's another day and another podcast. And guess what is happening? We are moving forward with my predictions because I'm brilliant and I'm ahead of the curve and so on and so forth. And so are you people because you listen to my podcast. So what has happened? We're getting more reports from various people that talk about the implications of getting the COVID-19 gene therapy platform, I mean vaccines, and their impact on women. So this is from the Children's Health Defense website, which uh, is basically blacklisted everywhere you can find uh, social media because they do not go along with the mainstream narrative that everybody needs a COVID-19 vaccine. Um, And you also now have a concerted effort by the attorney generals of 11 different states trying to lobby, lobby social media tech companies like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter to remove any, any sort of posts stories, or videos that go against the COVID-19 narrative and goes against anything to do with the safety or unsafe reactions from all of these COVID-19 vaccines. So there's, you're seeing, uh, basically, they're rounding the wagons to make sure that they have complete control of the narrative. So, But the, the good thing is, is that we know about it and we're going to be fighting against it. So anyway, uh, readers of a piece, uh, blah, 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 we're on the website, thelibertybeacon.com. Gynecologist and obstetrician Dr. Christiane Northrup begins the video. This is a video that came out um, not so long ago. It was uh, two doctors, they run a podcast. I don't exactly know the name of the podcast, Uh, But it's titled, Thousands of Reports of Menstrual Irregularities, Reproductive Dysfunction Following COVID Vaccines. And uh, basically, it's uh, two people and blah, blah, blah. And they host this this podcast. And they had a a panel, essentially, of different people that were talking about the dangers of these uh, COVID-19 vaccines. So in the video... Christiane brings up a number of items. Number one, the entire inside, after these vaccines, of a uterus can essentially slough off. The menstrual cycle is an indicator of health and the immune system. So when suddenly thousands of people across the planet, either vaccinated or around those who are, are having irregularities, it's a concern. And we've brought this up multiple times in the past. Number two, polysorbate 80 is found in these shots, which is known to affect ovarian function in rats. Many women have become infertile due to the Gardasil vaccine, for example. People have also, from the Gardasil vaccine, have become paralyzed. Uh, Number three, adverse reaction reports include swelling of genitals, Breast irregularities, swelling of the scrotum, 
and erectile dysfunction. But these are being found on the yellow card system in the UK. But we don't have a formal database at the moment for symptoms in those who haven't been vaccinated for those kinds of items. Now, there's a reason why we always start to bring up now, and it, we have to also determine whether or not it's occurring in men, how the vaccinated are impacting the unvaccinated in the, in the, in the realm of women, uh, when and this is a natural thing we all talked about this uh, if if one woman is having her period they all all women due to the feminine hive mind sort of get on the same cycle and have their periods at about the same time we don't end when these vaccinated women start having period irregularities they're impacting the unvaccinated women they work around or live with and they are also the unvaccinated women are also getting irregular periods and irregular menstrual cycles. But we don't know whether or not men that have been vaccinated are passing along these symptoms to other men. It could be a symptom of the feminine hive mind, uh, but we, th- being that men do not have that hive mind, uh, we don't know for sure. Uh, number four, Hypothesis. There could be some sort of bioweapon at work that is being transmitted or secreted by the bodies of those vaccinated. Very good. I brought this up a long time ago when we first started to hear all of these stories about women having irregular periods and the unvaccinated being impacted by the vaccinated. I brought up that for some reason, in some way, the vaccinated have become antennas. And Mar- and that story has started to take legs. It started off to, uh, on, um, whatchamacallit, it started off on davidike.com. Now, David Icke is, is out there. He does a lot of research. He does some pretty good stuff. Uh, he's a bit too negative for me. Uh, people say, well, if you read David Icke, you got to get to the end of his books. He becomes very positive. Well, I get that, but he, through all of his podcasts and stuff, he's very, very negative. I mean, I'm no, I'm no walk in the park. I'm no ray of sunshine and rainbows, gumdrops, and unicorns. But, I mean, whew, David Icke. I mean, I laugh at things like uh, uh, period tsunamis. I mean, that makes me giggle. <laughs> But David Icke is, is woof, very negative. But he posted on his website this week all about, th- basically, people getting COVID-19 vaccinations are becoming antennas. Now, why would we say that? Why would we say that these people are becoming antenna? One, if you're going down the metaphysical route, everything in the body is an antenna. DNA is is basically the computer software that makes us interact with the reality around us, right? So DNA is basically crystallized information. Uh, And so what's happening is potentially is that those crystals in your body, I mean, we're all carbon, you know, whatever, those crystals are resonating on a different level now that they've had this COVID-19 gene therapy platform injected into them. What else is going on? In those COVID-19 platforms, we have what's called hydrogel. Now, hydrogel is a bit of nanotechnology that they've tested on the military and now have placed in these vaccines. This bit of nanotechnology is able to produce its own power. 
is able to execute commands, is able to shut on and uh, or turn on and shut off things, it's also able to interact via Wi-Fi. So if we're doing that, you literally have people now emitting potentially Wi-Fi via the hydrogel. And the hydrogel, being that we don't know how people, the vaccinated, are impacting the unvaccinated, whether that's through breath, sneezing, uh, failed procreation, uh, whatever, right? That hydrogel could be in literally the dander of humans. And as other unvaccinated humans walk by that area, they're breathing it in, they're absorbing the dander of humans, and it is becoming sentient within the unvaccinated. That hydrogel being activated through Wi-Fi is now hooking up the unvaccinated through the matrix, if we will. There's a whole bunch of articles from 2015 that came out talking about how they, and also 2020, it talks about how they wanted to create a vaccine where they don't have to inoculate the whole population. All they have to do is inoculate a third of the population to 40% of the population. And that inoculated portion of the population constantly generates the, the, the vaccine that they were injected with. And through natural sloughing off, through natural shedding, those unvaccinated people pick up the the, the slop that the vaccinated have let go across their body, you know, it's hairs, cells, uh, dead skin, things like that, breath. They absorb that, and suddenly, lo and behold, they're vaccinated now, assuming it's, you know, it's for the good. But we, we have to look at this through a jaundiced eye. So what are we up to? One, two, three, four, five. Number five. Here's what we know, according to Chris, Dr. Christiane. It is not a normal immunization. It causes the body to make a synthetic protein where the body produces it like a factory against the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein. It's the synthetic protein that has never been seen before. There is no way this production is going to stop within the vaccinated person's body. Theoretically, it can be found in any bodily fluid. Like I brought up when we first started to talk about exactly what these COVID platforms are doing to people. They're forcing the body to recreate the way it develops and maintains proteins, which then can be implied that the vaccinated, if you're a male, can pass along whatever programming is in these gene therapy platforms via semen, onto other people if they have unprotected sex. It may be affecting the most delicate and complex hormonal processes, such as that found in a pregnancy. We know the spike protein antibody cross-reacts with syncytin, or I don't know how to say that, syncytin, S-Y-N-C-I-T-I-N, uh, one and two, which are proteins essential for the placenta and for maintaining a pregnancy. We now have women who are miscarrying, unable to get pregnant, or bleeding heavily, and we don't know why, except that vaccinated people may be emitting something which is causing this. We need to be clear about taking care of ourselves in a positive way. Absolutely 100%. 
Now, if we're trying to get ahead of the curve here, we should start trying to develop ways to counteract whatever it is that they're doing and injecting people with. What healthful, natural remedies could we be doing or could we be looking into to make sure that we're not going to get affected by these vaccines in this kind of way. Um, and so there's another article, do vaccines, do COVID vaccines disrupt women's menstrual cycles? And this is by Megan Redshaw. In terms of why women would have a heavier cycle, I think we don't know the answer to that. However, we do know, in addition to hormones being really important to a menstrual cycle, that there is a role for the immune system in the uterus. If there are changes, perhaps due to a vaccine, maybe that would subtly affect the behavior of the immune system in the uterus. Okay, so this once again is implying, implying that there is and basically the reproductive system in the women in females are in fact being impacted by the immune system and the immune system essentially runs the menstrual cycle now of course we have all of these reactions gaining steam and we have plenty of other people out there such as the morons at the new york times which is nothing more than a propaganda piece for whatever agenda the globalists want. Uh, they're out there saying, well, there's no link between the vaccines and changes in menstruation. Well, clearly there is. And it's not just me reading stories because I know people that have had their menstrual cycles changed because of this thing. And I also know people that know people that have had their menstrual cycles changed because of the COVID-19 platform they've been injected with. So the New York Times, once again, is turning a blind eye. They are writing opinion pieces disguised as journalism and reporting. And in fact, they are just running up the flagpole, the usual nonsense agenda that they've known to do constantly and all of the time. The other thing that mainstream media outlets are, are trying to run up the flagpole is that, oh, well, your menstrual cycle is really being altered due to stress. Uh, and, and that's why you're seeing uh, clotting and spotting and uh, periods between periods. It's, it's really due to stress. Now, okay, for some reason, right, we, we've not been hearing stories about menstrual cycles becoming really odd for a year and four months or three months, whatever we're up to, right? Don't you think COVID, if you believed the narrative throughout 2020, while believing all of the nonsense about Trump, while being locked down, while seeing Antifa burn cities, don't you think that's a slightly more stressful of an atmosphere to be interacting with than what we have now. But all of a sudden, it's due to stress. Finally, after over a year, that stress is coming out in the form of a period. How degrading is that bullshit response? How degrading is that? Where are all of the feminists? Where are all the vagina hat wearing feminists 
coming out against the mainstreams that try to promote this utter nonsense. They're basically saying to you, for all the women listeners out there, after all, 75% of the last call listenership is actually made up of women. Although the men are catching up. They went from 23 to 25% listenership. So uh, watch out women. Uh, so how dare the mainstream media try to downplay the reactions that women are experiencing after getting these COVID-19 platform injections. Oh no, you're just a dumb woman. You don't know what you're talking about. Why don't you get back in the kitchen and rattle some pots and pans? That's essentially what they're telling you what to do. They're essentially saying to you, we don't believe you and we know better. You, you, you don't know what you're talking about, woman. Get back to vacuuming. Don't you have some kids? Th well, no, it's a woke crowd now, so we don't raise kids and we don't vacuum. Uh, don't you have some hair to color or something like that? Although I am a fan of uh, weird colors in hair, so don't get me wrong with that. But you get the idea. You get where I'm going with this. It's so degrading. So degrading. To have these women's concerns to ju just be put down and say, no, you don't know what you're talking about. It's just your feeble little mind can't handle it. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure women's minds can handle that. I know plenty of women that can handle the stress of what's going on right now. And it's got nothing to do with altering their menstrual cycles. Anyway, the article continues, there are many reasons vaccination could alter menstruation, wrote Alice Lou Culligan, a medical doctor and PhD student at Yale School of Medicine, and Dr. Randy Epstein, writer in residence at Yale School of Medicine. So, uh, since they're coming from Yale School of Medicine, we should put on our bullshit caps right now, because be prepared, we're going to hear some. Every month... The lining of the uterus thickens, driven by a steady increase in estrogen, so that a fertilized egg can implant. If there's no conception, levels of progesterone plummet, causing most of the uterine layer to slough off, causing the bleeding. But periods also involve the immune system, as the thickening and thinning of the uterine lining are facilitated by different teams of immune cells and signals moving in and out of the reproductive tract. So what they're essentially saying here is that the immune system is now so out of whack, it's creating altered menstrual cycles. And so we have to start looking at this because out of all of the women that have gotten these COVID-19 platforms injected into them, 28% of them, one in over one in four, had a change in their menstrual cycle length. 25% had a change in their menstrual cycle volume and hormone concentrations were altered. So think about that. Think about that. Because if they're constantly bleeding, you're messing around with the ability to get impregnated. So right then and there, what you're looking at is 
And if we're to, because the World Health Organization changed the definition of herd immunity to 75% of a population being vaccinated has achieved herd immunity. It should be what they're doing is the only way out of COVID nonsense is artificial immunity brought about by vaccines. That's how they're gauging all of this. So if, think about that. 7.5 billion people. 7.5 billion people. What is 25% of that? Let me uh, take out my calculator here, which is not working, by the way. All right, so you can, do, you can figure almost the math in your head. 25% of 7.5 billion people. Now, you also have to remember, out of 7.5 billion people, how many people are beyond the age of conception? So uh, you, you can't count the elderly you can't, or the people that can't conceive yet, otherwise known as children. So you can't count children and so on and so forth. But what you're doing is you are ensuring that at least 25% of the population that could have children can't have children, either through the reactions in men, such as swelling balls and erectile dysfunction, or the reactions in women by constantly having their periods and screwing around with their immune systems. And don't think, don't think any of this is going to go away because we have to start fighting against this kind of crap. I mean, they have a website out there called the Partnership to Fight Infectious Disease. And it's, it's just riddled with propaganda. It's a partnership to fight infectious disease made up of a group of patients, providers, community organizations, academic researchers, business and labor groups, and infectious disease experts working to raise awareness of threats posed by infectious disease, as well as advanced solutions to ensure future pandemic preparedness. So in other words, basically another arm of the pharmaceutical industry or whoever else has an agenda here, and we're going to package it in such a way that it looks like it's informative rather than propagandic. So they have an FAQ section and the FAQ section is just one hoot after the next. One question. How long does it take for the vaccine to provide immunity? And am I permanently immune after getting the COVID-19 vaccine? Answer. All COVID-19 vaccines begin to protect you as soon as they are administered, including the first dose. People are considered fully vaccinated two weeks after receiving the final dose. The FDA, scientists, and medical experts are continuing to study the virus and the vaccines closely to understand how long immunity lasts. Meaning, meaning, the answer to the question, how long does it take to provide immunity? We don't know. And am I permanently immune after getting the vaccine? The answer is no, you're not. And they don't know the answer to that question either. Second FAQ, how long... Does vaccine protection last? Medical experts are monitoring immunity to, in people who have been vaccinated to determine how long the vaccine protection lasts. In other words, to answer that question, nobody knows. And it could very well be that it doesn't protect you. 
Can I visit friends and family? According to the CDC, fully vaccinated people can visit with other fully vaccinated people. CDC has also indicated that those who are vaccinated can visit with unvaccinated from a single household who are at low risk for severe COVID-19 disease without wearing a mask or physical distancing. Fully vaccinated individuals should continue to take precautions in public and blah, blah, blah. Uh, my answer to that question is the unvaccinated need to be very wary of taking visits from the vaccinated due to all of the shedding and sloughing out of whatever comes off of these people. Uh, are all COVID-19 vaccines effective? All COVID vaccines currently available in the United States have been shown to be highly effective at preventing severe illness, hospitalization, and death as a result of infection from COVID-19. But what about all of the other side effects, right? What about all the other side effects we're hearing, like bulging balls and constant menstruation? I mean, let's stop. Are the COVID-19 vaccines safe? Any vaccine approved by the FDA has gone through rigorous testing. Mm, you're the test, by the way. And clinical trial process. Mm, once again, you're in the midst of a trial involving highly trained scientists and thousands of volunteers from diverse backgrounds. Okay, so the problem with this answer. Any vaccine approved by the FDA. The problem with these vaccines, from my understanding, is that they've been authorized for use not approved for use, which means that under certain circumstances, particularly circumstances during a emergency, in quotes, uh, the FDA says, you know what, we, this is just outrageous. We've got no other choice, but we have to authorize the use of these vaccines. That is not approving a vaccine. Approving a vaccine means it has gone through the rigorous testing, the clinical trials, and it is, has involved highly trained scientists, and thousands of volunteers. Hopefully those scientists are not on the payroll from Big Pharma that's trying to pump those vaccines into the population. So this answer is nonsense. Nonsense. Utter nonsense. Can you get COVID vaccine? Can you get COVID-19 through the vaccines? Answer, no, it's not possible to get COVID-19 through a vaccination. Okay, so then why... Why are all of these people testing positive after they get the COVID-19 vaccine? The first or the second one? Why do all of the statistics show a, an enormous surge in COVID mutations? Which, by the way, the propaganda is coming out of California now. There's a double mutant uh, banana float, uh, banana split COVID variant coming out of California and it's going after the children. That's why vaccines are going to be approved next week from the people that I hear from next week to be injected into children. And it's going to be authorized to be injected into children. Anyway, continuing along. Why? Have we seen a sudden uptick in the mutant strains, the positive COVID cases? Why have we seen those two statistics after the mass vaccination programs began? Answer that question. 
why were we seeing articles throughout 2020 with the title, how come India is not suffering from COVID? Almost saying, uh, what's going on, guys? How come India is not on the same page as us? Who did not give India the message? We've got to make sure that they're going to suffer from COVID. That's what I get from that headline. And what happens? What happens? Oh, my gosh. India is suffering from COVID. It's the worst it's ever been. Why? Because they started the mass vaccination program. And oddly enough, the worst areas of India have the highest inoculation rates. All of a sudden, India is on the same page as the rest of the world. Oddly enough. Now, here's another little tidbit of information for all of you information lovers out there. We have to talk about counter thresholds. Counter thresholds are what they use in the PCR tests to determine whether or not they're going to register a positive COVID case. Now, the issue with the PCR test is that the PCR test should not be used for testing viruses. The PCR testing is used to determine whether or not somebody's DNA is exhibiting mutations. In other words, they usually are used to test for radiation poisoning. The counter threshold is the measuring device. So it's basically on a scale of one to whatever, okay? During 2020, and for those individuals that are not vaccinated, if your counter threshold is between 1 and 40, you are considered a positive COVID case. Now, the issue with that number is that on Joseph Biden's inauguration day, the World Health Organization said in its documents that maybe you shouldn't be using a counter threshold of 40 and really you should be using a lower counter threshold to determine whether or not somebody is a positive COVID case. Because if you use from 1 to 40 instead of about 1 to 30, you're going to end up with anywhere between 50 and 90% positive uh, false positives. In other words, if you tested 100,000 people using the counter threshold level of 1 to 40, and all 100,000 people tested positive, due to that counter threshold measurement being too high, upwards of 90,000 out of those 100,000 positive COVID cases are false meaning they don't exist. And that's what they did throughout 2020. Now, this is what the United States government is doing for the people that have been vaccinated. Those counter thresholds that they're using in PCR tests are only, being, uh, are only going up to 28. So that means Throughout 2020, if you got 1 to 40 on your counter threshold, you're a positive COVID case. But if you got vaccinated, you you only count as a positive COVID case if your counter threshold goes between 1 and 28. Now, think about that for a second. 
the 1 to 28 number is probably more along the lines of what a positive COVID case should have been all throughout 2020. But we now know that since these individuals that have been vaccinated are testing positive for COVID on a 1 through 28 counter threshold scale, and we see the surges in the positive COVID cases, that means that something is going on with those vaccines, those gene therapy platforms being injected into people, that's essentially creating COVID. Because if we got 90% false positives by testing between 1 and 40 on the counter thresholds, but now in the post-vaccination world, we're testing it on 1 to 28, and we're seeing a mass increase in positive COVID cases, the whip. The threshold has been dropped and we're still seeing positive COVID cases. Those people that have been vaccinated, something's going on with them. Something's going on with them. It could be, oh, well, it, their body's now creating the spike protein and there's your false positive. Uh, maybe. The other angle that we could take with that counter threshold being now 1 to 28 instead of 1 to 40 is that the government and Biden and Harris and Obama they're going to use that statistic to say, see, the vaccines are working. The lockdowns work. The masks work. Because look at the sudden decline of the overall positive COVID cases. Not just the people that have been vaccinated, but those that have not been vaccinated. Look at the decline. Well, yes, of course there's going to be a decline because you're limiting the metrics that you're using to determine whether or not somebody is considered a positive COVID case. Wow, just miraculously, that's everything just goes away. Utter nonsense and playing with numbers. They've been playing with numbers throughout all of 2020. And finally, finally, we're going to come to House Resolution Bill that's being introduced, oddly enough, Resolution Bill 6666, and these people are out of their mind, and it's being introduced by Democrats, and it's all under the guise of COVID. The Washington Times reported this, a House Resolution from Illinois Democrat Representative Bobby Rush also Bobby Rush, along the same lines as many other Democrats, he's not bringing the potato salad to the Mensa picnic. He's a, not a very bright person. He's introduced some real garbage over his tenure, and he is nothing more than a propagandist mouthpiece for bullshit. Anyway, Illinois Democrat Representative Bobby Rush says that even though COVID is on the decline, we want to put government in charge of maintaining COVID-19 mitigation efforts. So what do they intend to do with all of that? Why? They intend to give $100 billion into something called the COVID-19 Testing, Reaching, and Contacting Everyone Act. And if you take the first letters of all of that, it's the COVID-19 Trace Act, T-R-A-C-E. A lot of politicians, because more than likely they're on drugs, like to make little 
phrases like that that they can condense down into a single word. So testing, reaching, and contacting everyone. Trace Act. $100 billion. According to H.R. 66, 66, the taxpayer funds will be used to quote-unquote trace and monitor the contacts of infected individuals and to support the quarantine of such contacts through mobile health units and as necessary contain them or quarantine them at citizens' residences. Now, I would like to know how how are they going to ensure that you are quarantined? If they determine that you came into close contact with somebody that tested positive for COVID-19, the Gestapo is going to come to your home and knock at your door and say, you have been in the vicinity of somebody that's, that has had COVID and you are now locked down. This, this is the 1930s in Germany all over again. This is the 1940s throughout Germany all over again. And you people out there, well, not people that listen to me, those people out there, they've got Stockholm Syndrome. They sympathize with their abusers. In this case, these outrageous politicians that are introducing legislation that is completely, completely dictatorial, totalitarian, doesn't get any clearer than this because I just went over how they determine a positive COVID case and we now know that there are up to 90% false positives with the way they determine a positive COVID case. But for some reason, we're still going to adhere to those metrics. And now we're going to up the ante by having $100 billion dispersed to local governments to quote-unquote hire, train, compensate, pay the expenses of individuals to staff mobile health units. What exactly is a mobile health unit. Who is going to be in charge of these mobile health units? Is it going to be the Department of Homeland Security? Is it going to be local law enforcement? I doubt it. I doubt it. We need to start fighting against bills like this. And we need to start bringing more people into the fold and you, you, the listeners to Last Call, need to start talking to other people about this stuff. And you can do that by sharing my brilliance with them. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Anchor. You can also find me on Apple Podcasts. So please, go there, spread it around. We're going to start gaining momentum because I've suddenly become inspired to execute some social media stuff. I hate social media, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's just it's just bothersome, utterly bothersome. But anyway, we've got to get that moving. It's an utter necessity. 
But that's the way we're going to do this, by spreading information more and more and getting other people to realize the fallacies and the utter nonsense that they're trying to shove down our throats. So please share, give it to everybody. I have a topless picture of myself there so people can have a nice view as they listen to my wonderful tones. And uh, that, I, that I'm going to end it there. It's the last call with Chris Michaels. And I will be back tomorrow with more brilliance in the form of podcasting.